telemarketing business, and uh, it was in the real estate it, uh, industry. And in 2008, when it started to crumble, I was like, man, I got to go back to doing floors. And so then I kind of set it up where I just transitioned. I, I've done it with no debt. I've, uh, I will not do. I don't believe in debt. I actually teach financial literacy. There's something else I do. And and so I've done it all. I, it was a hard road, you know, but that's kind of how I, I've been doing it for a long time. You know, just, and I, I'm, you know, a lot of people say I've, it takes 25,000 hours of doing something consistently to become an expert, to master that field. And that's what I've done, you know, because it, I know so much about it that, you know, for people, they understand I know because I guess I come across like I know. Sure. So, sure. Well, they always say, uh, uh, you know, whoever's convinced the most uh, comes off the, the, the best, right? So, uh, yeah. and, and conveying that conviction is a big deal. So, you know, so help me understand, you know, and, and the audience, you know, you, you get this idea through a friend. Um, what's one of the first two or three things that you did from, did you seek out a, a lawyer to incorporate? Did you just kind of put the paperwork together with a CPA? What, what are some first steps that you think about like, Hey, okay, I got to get a place. I got to get incorporated. I got to, uh, get machinery. Or did you have some of that stuff and you kind of just were ready to roll once you once you decided. Well, since I was doing this uh, with no debt and hardly any capital whatsoever, I'm a, a, I'm the type of person. I just was like, first I need to go sell some jobs. Okay. The other stuff will fall in line, and you know I started doing a lot of reading. Like there's a book I read called E Myth Revisited that changed a lot. Like it. You know what I mean? Because I teach that stuff, and, and like I said, something else I do, and that was one of the books. But I'm just a go-getter, so I went and sold the jobs, and then as I got bigger, because a lot of people worry about, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And they get nervous when they don't even have the work yet. They don't even have the money coming in. You got to. So I think, get the money in, the other stuff will handle itself, because the hardest part is getting the money in, right? Sure. And so then the rest kind of falls into place. I, I use LegalZoom, you know, so I let them do my stuff for me. Awesome. So you used a service, right? And you kind of just said, hey, let me go sell these products. I know what to do. I know how to sell right. them. I know how to, uh, uh, you know, do the estimates, right, and give a, a good estimate. And you know that you're not going to lose your butt off, even if it's just now your own business. Um, right. Did you? What were some of the things that you needed to maybe equipment wise, or was there certain services that you were willing to start with and then add on other ones? Um, I have done that, and I think that was a mistake because I think you should focus on what you're an expert at. Okay. Uh, because so I I have done other work to where my guys aren't necessarily an expert, and uh, so that kind of hurts you. So, but I like to stay with what I know. And far as equipment goes, I would just, I would wait, sell the job, and uh, the homeowner doesn't have to know all the gory details. You know, I, I make a friend with them and tell them a little bit about my past, you know what I mean, so they feel comfortable and, you know, feel that I'm honest and stuff, and then I just get the down payment, and then I go rent the equipment. <laughs> okay. That's how I first started. Now I own everything, but... Oh, neat. So, so there's a, there's a, a clue, everyone, you know, success leaves clues, uh, as they say, you know, Dale didn't wait, number one, to have everything perfect. He went out and got jobs because he had the experience of how to get the jobs. 
So he went out and got the jobs. He then rents the, the equipment to get the jobs done and starts to get that cash flow going. I love it. I love it. So help me understand, were, were you just kind of a, a one-man operation initially? Obviously, you went from employee to self-employed, or did you already had, had you already kind of set up your network where uh, you, you brought in someone to help you, you know, that type of side of things? How did you set up your network? I started a lot of it uh, on my own, but you know, when I'm going through life, I've got plenty of friends and stuff like that. It's like, hey man, I need a job or this and that. And so there's always people willing to work, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a overload of applicants now of people, you know what I mean, wanting to come to work. Uh, So yeah, I just got, I started, I just started doing it. And I think I did, I did do the first one. I did a hospital uh, by myself because uh, my youngest son, uh, that just got out of the Marine Corps, his aunt and uncle had a cleaning business. Mm. And so we kind of went through all that. And you know what I mean? They were like, they knew I did it in the past. So they kind of were like, hey, will you do this job? And that's really how it really kicked off. And, you know, and I talked to my best employee at my telemarketing company. And I was like, we're changing gears. Do you want to go with? And he was like, man, I'll follow you anywhere. And so that's really how it happened. Wow. Wow. And- so that that's also a, a unique twist, right? Uh, you, you own a totally different business, but you had the foundation of this other business and, and the things that you knew what to do. So what was the dissolving mechanism? How did, did you dissolve that one? Did you have a partnership? And then obviously this one, it sounds like you started on your own. What's a little bit of the, of the backstory on that? Uh, it was, uh, I owned it outright. Now what happened with that is I, when I, uh, I was, I like went and got a, because I thought I was going to go to school and get my MBA, right? And uh, I found out, even though I got good grades, I was like, man, I already know most of this stuff. I'm out of here. And so I had this job where I was telemarketing uh, for this company uh, to make pretty good money because I'm a good salesman, you know, and I talk to people, and they didn't pay me for one of my sales. And uh, I told them, I said, well, I'll just go start my own and, and run you out of business. And I didn't, I know that I shouldn't have said that, but that's, I was, you know, I felt ripped off. Yeah. And so I, I got one phone line in, I was living in a trailer. I got one phone line in and I found the guy that owned this timeshare company. And he was like, how did you find me? I, I got his cell phone number. He was on his boat. He gave me a contract. Next thing you know, I've got five phones in my, in my trailer, right? And so I'm like, man, let's just go bigger than this. So then I invested like 10 grand into a phone system and I got an office building and everything. And uh, man, I was paying some guys a thousand dollars a week and we had 32 tables and I did it all with, again, no debt. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. I created the money and I just, everything, I, I kept enough to live on, you know what I mean? To eat, but I didn't go buy new cars. I didn't do debt. You know, I've never had a car payment even though I've got a couple brand new vehicles out in the driveway. You know what I mean? I just saved for it. And so then that's how I got the office space. And then in 2008, when the economy crashed because of the housing market, that directly impacted us. Mm. And I'd seen it coming. And so what I did is people were dropping off. We couldn't get places to do. I decided to close it and I moved it back to my house. And instead of me being on the phone, I got an auto dialer and I hooked it up to my computer 
and it would call 800 people in a day. I would go do my top fours and more thing, and I'd come back at night, and I'd have a couple messages, and I'd fulfill their needs until it completely died away, but it I, it helped transition. Because I'm a, and it, that phone system cost me another grand for the auto dialer, but I just knew if I could do enough to get me over here, you know what I mean? Like sure. Step it like just keep going. Don't I don't have time to stop and quit. I love it, man. You, you know, you're you're really talking to the heart of uh, of Americans, right? Uh, that truly invest in just doing it, right? Uh, getting into business. You 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 got uh, basically scorned a little bit. Uh, from not getting paid, and, and rightfully so. You start your own thing, you develop it, you, you self-invest. Was there, is there a percentage or a formula that you've kind of acquired in your life that you say to yourself, hey, for every dollar, I'm going to save this no matter what, and I'm going to live off of this, uh, especially, obviously, at the beginning of stages with people becoming entrepreneurs and listening to the story. Is there maybe a formula that you'd like to share financially that you use for every dollar coming in? Is there a way that you separate that dollar out? Uh, so what I do is I pay my, first off, I pay myself a minimal salary. And if I have something big then I can always write a bonus, I paid myself enough to pay my rent, my utilities and stuff like that. Right. And the rest goes back to the company, but I give 10%. I always pay myself first 10% and I always pay God 10%. Hmm. And that's the two things right there that I think really matter. And the rest of it is just having a budget. And if it's if you don't need it, you don't need it because if you delay your gratification, man, you know what I mean. That's what I call it, delay your gratification. Then it comes in later. I love it. I love it. So, so really, ladies and gentlemen, the principle there is, you know, uh, Dale has has a belief, uh, and it's it's a foundation that he's been able to put in his life that he pays ten percent to his spiritual side, ten percent to himself you know, and, and be able to live off of and, and pay the bills, but at a minimal standard and then sock away everything else so that he knows like when he needs that big piece of equipment or that make that move to that new place or what have you, or that big job that requires a little bit more uh, upfront uh, in labor and those things that you have to cost. It sounds like you've kind of worked out this formula for yourself. That's pretty awesome. So tell me, you know, obviously you start uh, getting a rhythm. You got this deal that, um, that you, you got through some family, uh, you got referred to this one, and then let's say six, 12 months into it, are you starting to scale also uh, the uh, employees? Do you have subcontractors? How did you form the business in that sense? Okay, uh, the first, I say first time, and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, after I started just like getting too much work and, and Man, I was running like 18 hours a day doing day jobs, night jobs. And slowly it just came about that as I needed people were there, you know what I mean? I got the help, it was there. I, uh, my cousin, he wanted, the, the key thing is if someone's worth it, pay them. Mm-hmm. You know, that you have to pay them. And like my cousin back then, $16 an hour was a lot of money, but I knew he would manage my business. So I hired him to manage everything. And so I just went and kept the eye on stuff as it was going, training people and stuff like that. But he managed the business and it took a lot of relief off my shoulders, you know, because I'm a sales guy. I'm the guy out talking to the people. And that if I, if I don't do that, then the rest of it will fall apart. That's where the E-Myth Revisited came in. It taught me how to, you know what I mean? 
get the right person to manage for you to help you out and pay them because it's going to, in the long run, it's going to make a difference, you know, like a huge difference. So uh, I can't remember the rest of your. No, no, I love, uh, I love the principle there. Honestly, you're, you're sharing uh, something that we've talked about in some other interviews, you know, um, you know, paying someone that 15 to $20 an hour type job uh, that work, and then you go make a hundred to $250 worth of hourly work. That's the difference, right? Uh, you know, you start to see that you're worth 100, 150, 200, maybe more, right? Uh, per hour, where you could uh, diversify your time, which is something that you can't get back. You can't buy back right. time, but you used it to, to pay someone very well, someone that you trusted. You kept an eye on the business, but also uh, paid someone to kind of handle that whole other side. So, so neat. So you, st- you know, you're you're a sales guy, right? I mean, we can all see it, right? Dale Dort, man, like he's doing it right. He's excited. He's passionate about this thing. And so help me understand. I mean, uh, where do you start to see kind of the difference of going from independent, you know, contractor on your own business? You know, uh, you had this telecommunication and, uh, you know, phone calling business and now you got into this uh, top floors and more. Where do you start to see the tweak? Did you start to, uh, I guess, invest into seminars? Are you going to industry, um, you know, seminars and stuff like that? Uh, you know, what are you doing to then tweak your business to become, you know, where it's gone, you know, and where you're going? That's a great question, and it just gave me cold chills. Uh, in 2000, in 2012, I ran for state rep in Illinois. Okay. And I was with the Constitution Party. And so what had happened was, is they, uh, and I'm not trying to get political, I'm just telling you the story. The Democratic Party and the Republican Party both attacked me really hard. I was the first one to ever get on the ballot in Illinois and the second one in the country to ever do it. They said it was impossible to do, but and I, and I did it. They destroyed my business. Like, literally, I lost one contract that was 97000 a year. Just for cleaning a mine, I had two people there five nights a week, six hours a night, right? And uh, Kent was one of them, paying him 16 an hour. He was doing that plus managing the business. I had $50 general stores. I had Hobby Lobby. I had uh, 100 Hucks. I mean, I was, at this time, I was well into six figures and, uh, and still no debt. Well, they, man, they took every contract from me, totally destroyed me. So I decided to go to Florida to find my real family. And so I talked to a cousin on Facebook. He said, come down here. I'll help you get your business going. I own some property. I get down there. The property he owns is two trailers. One of the trailers. So I I land this job at a uh, pawn shop that's all around Tampa. They have about 10 of them. And I had some money saved and everything. Had my tools, equipment, truck, all that stuff. And so... I do all these jobs, he doesn't pay me. I did it out of pocket, right? So I lost that money. So now I'm getting to the point of having to having to sell tools, equipment, and all this stuff. The trailer I was in, my cousin ripped the outside wall of it off while I was living in it. You know what I mean? And so I lost everything. Ended up having to sell my truck. I lost completely everything. Then I was behind on my child support uh, for about 40 grand. And so I got my license yanked from me. This is all in 2012. Hmm. I come back, so finally I come back to Illinois. I, I live with some friends, uh, my son's aunt and uncle, and they let me stay in the basement. The ones that got me the cleaning gig the first time, 
They let me stay in the basement, and that basement flooded every day. I ruined a computer over it. For walls, I had a tarp. I had tarp walls in a 10 by 10 area. Couldn't drive, didn't have a vehicle, had nothing. And so I get back, and uh, my friend that ran for governor, he said, Dale, I got a CD that you need to listen to. And I was like, what is it? He said, it's from Life Leadership. And so I listened to the CD. It's called Camel in the Tent. And I was like, wow, this is good information. So I start listening to this information. And what it is is just leadership, you know, financial, uh, all kinds of different stuff that you can learn about business and this and that. And I started listening to that stuff. And the first week I'm back, I sold the job because I knew what I had to do. I was like, man, I don't have time to cry about it. I don't have time. You know what I mean? Things happen for a reason. God must have had me go through this for a reason, right? Mm. And so as soon as I get back, I sold the job and I made a deal with Josh. I said, uh, hey, man, if I book the jobs, I'll get this. Just you cover the insurance, right? Because I didn't have money for the insurance. You got some equipment. I said, I'll sell the jobs. Let's do them. And we'll split it 50-50. He's like, all right. So I get to work, sold the job that week. Uh, nine months later, the forty grand was paid off in child support. Uh, wow. I bought a little bitty car. I used to pay someone to drive me around. And so I bought a little Honda. I was working out of it first, throwing flooring back there and stuff. And so then I traded it for a truck. Someone needed a car. We just did an even swap. And I kept going until, you know, when I met my, I got the, I, I started dating my wife, my current wife. Yeah. Uh, we dated back in college. Another long, crazy story. You know, God works in crazy ways. But nine months later, we had a house, two vehicles. The 40000 was paid off. I was able to drive. Uh, this was in Illinois, and I'm up and running. Um, I'm an LLC, and the economy starts doing really bad. And so I move everything to down here to Kentucky. Mm. And uh, I just kept listening to the right information, going to seminars. I've got a life coach. Uh, you know what I mean? And so, and it's all through an app and I still, I listen to the info every day. You know what I mean? To learn stuff, to keep me going and to never give up. You know, my, my goal is one day to be on stage sharing my story with people and open to inspire them because I've had nothing a couple times and came back. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just something in me, man. I don't know what it is. Hey, I, I can relate, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's been a couple of businesses where it's been very nitty gritty and some of them that have taken me down and all this type of stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, we may not be that one hit wonder that gets to millions and lives the best life ever. Uh, but it sounds like we could be inspirational to someone. And I know someone's going to watch this, Dale, and, and reach out to you or, or listen to it again. And man, this guy came from being a foster child to to then, you know, finding some of his family already doing well and then gets, you know, kind of screwed for lack of a better word, comes back, gets into Illinois and starts to do it all over again. So, wow, what a, what a great story. So right now we're circa like probably 2014. Is that correct? Uh, where we're yeah. at in this story. So, right. you know, you're back to top floors and more. You're, you're reestablishing yourself in, in the community and in the surrounding areas. You, you came back and, you know, you, you obviously you're getting rides from people to start uh, your business and all that stuff but now you're back you know and, and you find this it beautiful feels good yeah you you find this beautiful woman you you know you pay back the things that you had to do so tell us a little bit about kind of the the infrastructure right so operating wise is there anything that you've picked up throughout the years that now over the last four or five six years 
that you do differently than you did, you know, even 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, uh, one of them is uh, my oldest son. We were estranged, and uh, for various reasons, both of our reasons, while we while he was growing up, and uh, he came to my younger son's wedding, and uh, the one that's in the Marine Corps, and uh, Caleb, and my wife was like, "You got to give him a job," and I was, "No, I'm not. He's not cut out for this. He's a very excellent musician, uh, like super talented, but she talked me into it, and so I did, and I started training him." And I couldn't give him any more raises after a couple years. I couldn't give him any more raises. He was already at 17 an hour. He's so good and he's always there. So I gave him 40% of my business. Okay. So so that's, and I pay my other guys really well. And so we're on the understanding because sometimes when you have employees, they get mad if I'm not doing the work or, you know, with this and that, and they get, they want more money and always complain and they, they just don't get it that I'm the boss, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to act mean like a boss, but I've got other stuff to do, right? Sure. And so sure. Caleb completely understands that. And so he takes care of all the labor, all that stuff. And so I no longer feel guilty about doing the labor, not doing the labor because my job is, is more important because I, I you know what I mean? I'm in my office working, then I go out and do a bid, or if there's a problem, you know what I mean? I uh, I handle it. And so the biggest thing for me probably was when after I read that book, it helped me realize that I don't have to be everywhere. I'm not. If I'm the magic and I go away, then the whole show stops. Yeah, you so don't. So I have to not be the magic, and I have to build a system that works, right? And so that's why we do YouTube videos and stuff like that. Because I could train guys on there too, you know what I mean. And so everything's done the way I do it, not someone down the line reinventing it. And it's just a system that works, you know. And we're all part of the team. I love it. I love it. Well, and, and you made that that crucial decision, right, to to give up a portion of your business to bring in the right type of uh, partner. Uh, just so happens that it's your son too, which is a pretty awesome and amazing thing. You know, the, one of the hardest things in business in, in America, especially is that second generation business, they say, right? Uh, 75% of second generation businesses fail because really your heart of Dale Dorch uh, may not be able to be transferred to that next person. But it looks like, uh, sounds like Caleb uh, really has that heart and and has that operational side humming and doing really well. So awesome. So you started to build that out. You've got the right partnership right now. So what, what are some plans for for floors and more uh, LLC and, and where are you where do you think you're going how, how are you thinking even at the end of this year right now we're in December 20th uh, December of 2020 sorry um, you know pandemic and all this craziness that happened this year um, what are your some plans and how do you get prepared for the next year and what are you looking to do so we uh, you know I, I try to keep an eye on stuff that's going on and uh, I know that once we come out of this little predicament that we're in, that things are going to be a lot different. It's, it's, and I've read stories about how the Kennedys and, you know, how during the Depression, even W. Clement Stone, during the Depression, man, they hired thousands of people. And mm. they got prepared for what was coming because they could see what was coming, right? And so I just uh, took our company. I invested about $60,000 uh, counting you know, equipment, the classes and this and that. 
to go get certified in epoxy floors. Mm. Well, that's not even hit here yet. And once it does, I'm going to be the king. I mean, that's big money. I'm, like, it's big money. Like, if I got the uh, airport, I've got an airport I'm working on. Man, a week's worth of work, and you're I'm walking away with 80 grand type well. of stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? I've got everybody working and stuff like that. But, you know. And so my plan is... is uh, capitalize on that when it comes out yes i made an investment in the winter and that's typically the slow time for my industry february is actually but i wanted to get a jump on it because i can i could see what's coming you know what i mean i pay attention to the financials and all that stuff that's happening and we're just we're going to capitalize on it and then i'm going to just i'm going to start opening other locations i've already got someone just about ready um to open up a location. I just got to take care of some legal stuff. Um, but they're going to get the training from us. We're going to build a uh, training center uh, to where we have everybody, you know, like a franchise. They come in, we train them, right? Mm. So they do things our way because it's my name on it. And so, and then we just start opening up locations everywhere and just go from there. Are you looking uh, franchise uh... out? So you're looking to franchise number one, so top floors and more. Stay tuned for franchises and opportunities. You've got that system going. Are you thinking about, is it retail locations, or when you say location, just a, a new spot on the map that uh, opens up and, and maybe a, a website to to be able to link towards that uh, communication and, and connecting with those people that will do the work there? Uh, most, most of it just a new spot on the map because I've tried the retail side. Hmm. Uh, and it's not, you know what I mean? It's too up and down. But with everything we do, we do so much when it comes to the floors from concrete to wood to vinyl, you know what I mean? To rebuilding floors. I mean, there's enough work out there. And this new epoxy, when it hits nationwide, man, you know, when the herd goes there, <laughs> I want to be, I want to lead that herd to us because that's where it's, I mean, that's where the next industries come when it comes to floors. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so you know how we went through our wood stage, and then we went through. Uh, now we're in a vinyl stage, but you know, remember the polished concrete that came out a few years ago? It was the thing to do. Well, now epoxy's the new one. Okay. And so, like the National Airport is all done in epoxy, uh, probably yours too. So it's like it's the thing of the future for us. I mean, it's like big money, like. And is there is there a, I guess a maintenance that happens with that or, or just a one time type thing and then it lasts for twenty years and you stay connected? It'll last a while, but the thing is, is set you set your customer up on a maintenance program. I offer every customer that I have a maintenance program hmm. because if you want to spend a lot of money, you, you know, you want your floors to be. I mean, me, I take care of your floor like it's my own. I got. You know, I redid the floors in our house that we bought because I'm like, I can't live here <laughs> owning a floor business. And my, you know, so I have to like, I put everyone on the, on into our system. I bring them into our system and uh, I'm not afraid to help people. I'm like, look, if you want to tackle this job by yourself, I've got videos that can teach you how to do it. You know what I mean? So that shows that I'm doing something out of my heart, not for money. Sure. And it brings them back every time. You know, so you you know you really you you started to build a culture. You've got a business partner now. Not only uh, is he family, but he's well invested into the into the business. 
Um, so how, how many um, employees right now do you have? And then also, ha- have you technically start? You're, you're in the midst of that new location. Are they going to be a franchise model or just an extension right now, uh, a new location for you? So I've got eight employees right now. Um, and so, but that generates two crews. You know what I mean? During the day and it's kind of slow, but as it picks back up, we'll increase that. Um, and I would just, as far as the franchising, uh, the first one possibly might be my youngest son. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. You know what I mean? He, uh, I raised him so he knows how I am. It's going to be, you know, all on the up and up. And, uh, but I would prefer a business, uh, let them have ownership in it because then they'll take pride in it when it's their, when it's their business, but they just order their products through me, you know? And so that's the retail, that'd be the retail side actually. Uh, and they just, you know, then I get my percentage back. Sure. Every month. And so what they a- own their own business. What are some things that you've done to kind of structure that part? Did you, uh, I guess, talk to a franchise lawyer are you talking to franchise brokers what is what's some homework that you did to now kind of put your mind into okay hey i've got a system and operation here's what i'm going to do to set up my own franchise model uh the book the founder okay is uh the probably the best reference that i know of that and he's kind of like me he went out and did it before he got all the legal stuff done yeah you know what i mean Sure. Uh, he, he had a vision, and he just went and did it, and the rest will fall into place. Awesome, so awesome. I've got, uh, I've got, you know, I pay for a legal service, so they're ready. When, to them, that's just, just everyday work. You know sure. what I mean? Sure, sure. Uh, no. I, I try not to sweat about that too much. So I guess what, what are, you know, you've kind of shared so many different things, and I hope everybody's getting a lot of great value, understanding kind of what the mindset was to start it, what are some things that he did, right? Dale went out and sold pieces, sold, uh, you know, jobs, appraised them, and then came back and got all the equipment and th- things needed to, to get it done. Uh, you know, falls on his face a little bit, goes down to Florida, finds some some uh, some unfortunate side of things, comes back, rebuilds, and boy, now he's got eight employees. You know, he's got an operation. He's got a partner now, um, you know, and all these things. So, Tell us uh, two or three things that now you're working on that you feel like uh, are going to be differentiators. And as we uh, dwindle down the interview here, we'll go into the CEO part, part of our of our interview. So two or three things that you're working on that uh, you feel are, are coming on with uh, Top Floors and more, uh, besides obviously the epoxy side. Um, a couple things I'm working on. One is just studying and knowing where I'm going to take our company. Mm. Um is constantly reading. I, you know, I, I try to follow other leaders, you know, like Warren Woodward. He's the top 19th leadership guru in the world. Mm. And uh, his protege, Chris Brady, is the top 29th. And so, and I've got the right leadership uh, to help me lead along the way. So probably the most important thing is taking that time. At a minimum, I read 15 minutes a day uh, at a minimum. And so that creates that thing. But for me, that's probably the biggest is just keep studying, keep learning. Yeah, run the office and stuff and just looking, looking for some other avenues I think we're going to get into, like uh, buying some houses and remodeling them and flipping them. Uh, you know what I mean? Or rent them out. Uh, 
And actually, I was going to do one for Caleb, you know what I mean, since he's part of the business and get to use that as a tax, tax write-off anyway, and he mm-hmm. can live in it. You know, and then later down the road, that's an investment that's going to come back to us. You know? Yeah, um, yeah so that just a couple areas. Otherwise, man, I'm just going to do more advertising. Uh, you were saying earlier about Facebook. Facebook, for me, doesn't really work. It gets my name out there, but okay. I really don't get any work out of it. Okay. Uh, what really gets me work is when I'm on Google, and I upload pictures to Google, or I upload pictures to my website, boom. And for some reason, it gets stuff stirred. And then the other biggest thing that I forgot to mention that we're getting ready to get back into uh, for some other stuff is we go door to door. We make flyers up and we go door to door and introduce ourselves as a company. Uh, And that gets our name out there real fast because people, you know what I mean? They're like, wow. That's the number one, to me, that's the number one avenue of advertising, getting out and talking to the people. I love it. Old school, right? Uh, you know, too many people are, are only relying on this social media avenue or how can, how can I pay for advertisement? But nothing, nothing beats shaking a hand, saying hello, sharing the genuine story about why you feel like your service is the best, right? Uh, so tell everybody, uh, where in Kentucky are you? We're in Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah, uh, Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Yeah. And and what's the population there, Dale? Well, the sur- it's about thirty-eight thousand here in town, but the surrounding is uh, uh, right at probably a fifteen-minute surrounding is a hundred thousand. Okay, a hundred thousand. Uh, and then, a, yeah, and then a 30, 30 mile radius is uh, like one point five million. Okay. So, and I'll give an example, ladies and gentlemen. I live in Naperville, Illinois, which is 180,000 just in Naperville. So, this guy is in the middle of heart built America, right? You know, he's built something incredible. You know, what, what's, uh, you don't have to give me the, the exact number, but you're, are you in the high six figures or you're a seven figure gross income? Six. Six figure, so gross revenue business, yeah. right? And he's going to be yeah. thriving We're to. Gonna be- Thriving to seven. coming next year. That's baby. right. Seven figures, seven figures. So, and we're going to have you on six months from now, Dale. Uh, one of the things with Gopher CO is that we want to build a, a following for Dale, a following for Top Floors and more. Hopefully, people get impassioned. They're like they start sharing this story so that people can hear like what it takes to really start uh, a flooring business and the trials and tribulations you went through. So, we like to end with uh, something called the, the the CEO mindset, right? So, uh, the value proposition. Uh, for the C is client experience. So Dale, tell us why Top Floor and More uh, brings the best client experience. What do you guys do different? We treat people like it's our house, right? So so if I have a client or their business, I treat them like it's our place and I'm straight up honest with them and I don't gouge them. If If there's a mistake that happens or something, I eat it because it's not their fault. You know, they're they're worried, they're not wanting to spend a ton of money that they don't necessarily want to spend because a lot of time a flooring job is a necessity. I could gouge, but I don't. You know, because it's the right thing to do. It's you know, and my clients, man, all of them. They're that's why I'm ranked number one in Google here. Everybody knows. You know what I mean? Is because I treat everybody fair, and I'll even try to help them. I'm like, you know, if they're bucking at the price, I'll even tell them, I'm like, look, I've got some videos. You know what I mean? I understand you're hurting some money. I can teach you how to do this on videos. If you call me, I can walk you through some stuff. 
You know what I mean? It's like, you do that for me? And I'm like, yeah, because my end goal is to help people, to be a, to serve people. And so, you know, you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Wow, what a what a what a old school and, and great say saying, right? Uh, and truly, uh, one of those uh, kind of golden rule type things that you have. So, so help me understand too, and, and the community. Uh, e in the CEO is employee engagement. So, what are you doing to keep your eight employees engaged? Obviously, you gave a, a piece of the business to your to your partner to your son. Uh, but what is it that makes a difference at Top Floor? Why are people staying around to to work for Top Floor and more? Um, because I treat them with respect. You'll have a lot of contractors that yell at guys. Like one of my guys, uh, he's been with me for a few years. And his old boss, I mean, would treat him like dirt. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't know what you're, you know what I mean? Treating them bad and yelling at them and, you know, degrading them. And I do none of that. I talk them up. I'm like, man, you're awesome. You did such a great job. I'm always filling them with positive energy. Uh, sharing with them where we're going as a company, uh, buy them lunch. Don't buy them lunch every day, but I buy them lunch, you know, and I pay them for travel time. It's all the little things that I do, you know, and plus I pay them a good wage, you know, for the, for the ones that are worth it for the other ones, not so much, you know, but I always encourage them. I'm like, how's life going? You know, they all tell me what's going on in their lives. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's like, I'm a life coach. Uh, we're a very open, honest company. You know what I mean? We're an open book and I share my story with them and you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I've been there. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly how you feel. I can help you with that. And so they just, they're, they're family. I love it. I love it. Well, Hey, there, there's nothing better than to get personal. Obviously they, they know that you're the boss, but you also have come down to the level, right? It's kind of like our kids, right? Uh, when they're little, they always say you got to kneel down and look at them face to face, not, over tower over them and talk talk like they're beneath right. you but get to their level and explain why daddy or, or mom got mad right and is not uh, appreciative of their attitude at that point so awesome hey the o is for operational excellence what do you think uh top floor and the value proposition that you guys bring to tail what is what does the operations look like why why are you guys the best man it's just that we've done it for so long we know we don't take shortcuts <laughs> if it's you know a lot of times and i'm guilty of doing it before in the past i just learned my lesson you know there's a reason why you have to take steps to do things that it has to be, be right that i don't like callbacks i want my customers happy first of all and for two it's because it's the right thing to do so if the president called me and said hey we need our floor refinished in the white house I would not be nervous whatsoever, man. I'd jump on that like a hobo in a ham sandwich. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, so so it's just taking pride in my work, really. I mean, I'm confident in it. We've got the, we've got the right equipment. If some if equipment's not acting right, man, I go get more. Yeah. You know, I'm always buying stuff because there's nothing worse than not having the right tools and equipment. And, trying to save money well if i go buy the tool over here for cheaper yeah but then you're gonna buy it in another week after it breaks down you know and so it's like i go ahead and i don't act stupid with my money but i don't because i you know because i don't do it by debt i don't go into debt Hmm. but i make a reasonable you know just no just because i don't want to waste time 
and stuff like that. I wanted to make sure I have the right tools for the job. So we got different tools that we could use on a diff on a different job, like doing a wood floor, but you can't because of a certain situation. So we go, I make sure we have it for whatever, you know, and so that we can do anything without having to worry about equipment breaking down and somebody's house getting full of dust. I spent, uh, I just bought a vacuum that was like five grand. Wow. And that wow. was right just to keep the dust out of people's house while we're standing them. Even though we got everything taped off, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, because if we don't, if we get dust everywhere, then I got to pay a cleaner, which we have a cleaning part two, and they'll come in and clean the person's house after we're done just to be nice. I don't charge them for it. Mm. I just do that to be nice. So this helps save on that. You know what I mean? So the vacuum sucks like all the dust up. It's uh, like got all these different gadgets. It's nice. Five grand, right? And you know, it's uh, some yeah. people would go, wow, a $5,000 vacuum. But uh, not only does it save you money, but just it, it makes the customer feel so good to come back and be like, hey, you know, it's kind of like moving, right? Uh, I, I think some movers would, would, be, uh, would be wise to say like, hey, let me set everything up for you as, as part of the service. I think that would be cool. Instead right. of just dropping boxes at the new house, right? That would be a, maybe there's a mover out there that catches that idea and becomes number one like you. So yeah. awesome, brother. Take extra mile. Yeah, go the extra mile. It's part of operations, right? And and obviously, there's so many things to this business. I really want to thank you so much, Dale, for coming on board the Go for CEO channel. And you know, we're excited to have you. In, in about six to twelve months, we'll reconnect, find out where you're at. Hopefully, we're pacing to that over seven, you know, seven figure. And uh, really, just seeing kind of what you're going to do with the franchising, what you're going to do with the next partnership, what you're going to do to do the customer base, and how. What are you? Maybe some different ideas that you're doing. So, we wish you the best in 2021. Any final words from you? And just if there's anybody out there, just if you have something in your heart, don't quit on yourself. You know, because you're doing yourself a disservice. So. You know, just do not quit on yourself. Don't go into debt. Just keep, just delay your gratification because if, if you keep it up for 10 years or whatever, you know what I mean, depending on what you're in, there's going to be a day where money's not an issue. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's just stay calm, watch your money, and do not give up. You know, do not give up. If I don't, if there was days to where if I didn't have a job, it wouldn't matter because I'd go door to door and I would get a job that day. I'm not coming home until I have a job. You know what I mean? So a good book for that is called Start With Why. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I, I love that. I love that book. Uh, well, hey, you know, let's let's tell everybody too. I uh, just want to make sure I don't forget uh, website, phone number, you know, social medias. Where where are you at? Okay, it's uh, Top Floors and More LLC in Paducah, Kentucky. Um, my website is topfloorsmore.com. And then uh, on Facebook, it's just Top Floors More, Top Floors and More LLC. Uh, the shop number is 270-557-6506. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, thank you so much again. Excited to have you on and excited to, in a, in a few months or a year, to kind of see that journey of where you go next. So thanks so much again for coming on the Go for CEO channel. And hey, everybody, smash that like button. Leave a comment. 
I know Dale will be very eager to answer any questions. You know, I want to get more interaction on this channel. I know the subscriber base is growing. We went from 49 last month to now we're at 58 this month. So we're growing little by little, but uh, excited to have people on like Dale. I hope that you really appreciate the story like this, a really, you know, homegrown American business, someone that had a vision, has a heart, has maybe, you know, had some trials and tribulations in their life, but they're not letting go and they're keeping it going. So awesome. Thanks again, Dale. Thank you. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, I appreciate right. you, uh, uh, you know, coming on board. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I loved okay. it. It okay. awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, cool. What I do, I'm, you know, I'm not the best editor at this moment, but uh, I, I basically let Zoom. Um, it allows me to do some trimming and stuff if it, if it, if I messed up at the beginning or something like that. But, um, you know, uh, I'm actually tr starting to think of like, uh, I've gotten some suggestions just from from guys I actually respect, not just my friends telling me I'm doing bad. Uh, but uh, some guys that I respect that have actually built some really big uh, YouTube channels. Uh, just like maybe some intro video or or doing something to kind of take snippets of this and, and put it into this other thing. But since I'm still learning the editing side, uh, excited to have you on and, and really appreciative. So, Hey man, you know, I, I, I love, you. I love the story of, uh, you know, and basically cause it's interesting, right? I, I'm in the banking and business lending side. I, I kept some of my uh, fixed income and, and products on the uh, financial side. And, and then now I'm trying to build this YouTube channel, but um, I'm really, it's really interesting to hear, you know, you've used zero debt and had to scratch and claw, but really, I think that hopefully is going to resonate for a lot of people on, you know, some people maybe go into business and they don't have the best credit and they're like thinking, well, maybe I go to a hard money lender or maybe I give up part of my business for an investor uh, and hopefully they see and they catch that, hey, you could still bootstrap this thing and get it uh -huh. to a level and maybe they do get into debt because it's good leverage and there is good debt out there um you know to leverage your business and, yeah. and grow but but it's interesting the way that you've been able to do it uh with zero debt so I, I think that was one of the things i picked up on very quickly so thank you for sharing that you're welcome awesome brother well yeah. i love uh let's stay in touch and uh you know if you have any other business owners that uh that you know around uh put, put is it put was it pachuca yeah. right Paducah, yeah. Paducah, sorry. Paducah uh, or, or, you know, people that you know, I mean, please uh, refer them over to me uh, either through Facebook or Messenger or my phone number. Uh, you know, I think I left it on the Messenger for you. Um, you know, I'd love to interview these people. That's what this is. It's it's that zero to 25 million in revenue. It's that real story about how did you do it? You know, we sometimes we get a little bit deeper into the marketing or the, the facets of operations and stuff, but uh, I thought it was really awesome. So thanks again. All right. Yeah, I got. I'll, I'll talk to my brother. He's got a pretty good business, so I'll see what uh, if he's interested. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's a quiet type. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you know, ask him to see some of the videos. Uh, you know, some people are are they're not demonstrative. You know, they're just telling their story, telling their story, and some people are going to relate to those. Some people are like. You know, a little bit more, uh, you know, like you and I speaking with our body language and getting into it. So, uh, so you know, it's cool. But cool, brother, man. I'll talk to you soon. You're awesome, man. All right. Thank you, Dale. Keep it up. Yep. Take care.